Boyd Matheson divides rage from reason on Inside Sources. Of course, Congress is out of town this week, recess week. Congress will return next week, and they have just a few things they need to get done. Uh, And I'm not talking about uh, aid to Ukraine or to Israel or to deal with Taiwan, Uh, not talking about the border and uh, security and immigration. No, we're right back where we said we would be. We are only eight days away from March the 1st. And in case it has slipped your mind, uh, we are once again uh, looking at another shutdown showdown in Congress uh, as time runs out to fund the government, about half the government uh, has a deadline on March the 1st. The other uh, portion uh, is March the 8th. Uh, either way, it's coming rapidly and the options are already being limited uh, and negotiated behind closed doors. Uh, so to help us navigate the next round of the shutdown showdown, Eric Baim, of course, is a reporter at Reason, covers economic policy, trade policy and elections and always helps us get behind the scenes to figure out what's really going on. And Eric, welcome back to the show. Glad to be here, boy. Thanks for having me again. <laughs> and sadly, we are stuck on Groundhog Day when it comes to government funding. Uh, we're having a hard time getting out of that model of uh, the next round of shutdown showdown. So just tee it up for our listeners. Uh, what are you keeping your eye on as we look at this next round? Again, we kind of have this two-tiered thing that Speaker Johnson has put in uh, into place uh, with a deadline on the 1st of March and then one on the 8th. Yeah, that's right. And of course, Congress does have that extra day this year. We've got leap day, right? Uh, February 29th. So, that's right. You know, maybe extra that extra day. 24 hours. <laughs> yeah, maybe some magic can happen in, the, in that extra 24 hours. But uh, no, I mean, I think you set it up really well there at the top of the segment that it's, you know, there really is just a limited amount of time. Uh, the, the, you know, the question of whether I think the, the question at this point really becomes uh, whether there's going to be some sort of big omnibus bill. Uh, maybe not by March 1st, but sometime in early March, maybe a, a very short continuing resolution uh, to kind of tee up that omnibus bill, um, or whether there might be a, a longer term continuing resolution and another attempt to kind of uh, kick these deadlines down the road, as we've seen a, a couple of times already. There was, of course, one of those in September uh, at the start of the fiscal year, another one in November, and now, you know, that brought us to uh, to March so I think it's it's kind of one of those two possibilities will happen. You know, we're not going to see a, a full budget passed or anything like that in the next few days. No, that would be radical stuff. Not to mention the fact that they should be working on the next year's <laughs> process. That's what they should yeah. be focused on right now. Uh, but there are like miles and miles away from that. But I forgot about, uh, you know, February 29th. Maybe the unicorns will come uh, and solve all the budget problems this year on the 29th of February because we don't get that very often. Uh, but but talk to me a little bit about some of the things that are emerging. You alluded to maybe a longer-term solution. Uh, we know going back to last year and some of the deals that were cut, one of them had an across-the-board 1% spending cut. Break that down for us, and is that likely to be part uh, of how maybe conservatives, the Freedom Caucus in particular in the House, uh, can swallow a little bit longer continuing resolution? Yeah, there are a lot of moving parts here, and that that 1% across-the-board cut is kind of looming in the background. I'll get to that in a second. Let's start with, uh, you know, I think you make a good point there uh, with your last question that, you know, really what we're talking about here is we're talking about the current fiscal year budget, right? The current fiscal year started on October 1st. Uh, For people who don't, like, pay a lot of attention to the way Washington works, that's where we are. We're already six months into, or we will be six months into the fiscal year, uh, or five months, I guess, uh, at the end of February, 
Um, so that's, you know, yeah, Congress is, is at this point well behind that deadline. And as you said, really, at this point, should be working on the next fiscal year budget. Uh, the House has so far passed seven of the 12 appropriation bills. And uh, that's that's somewhat of an accomplishment, actually, because that even that number doesn't usually get achieved yeah. uh, in a single year. There's been this push by Republicans in the House to kind of try to nudge things back to so-called normal order or regular order, where the where the House, the, the whole Congress would pass these appropriations bills one by one, allow them to go through a committee process, allow them to do, you know, the schoolhouse rock style of like passing these bills and actually uh, figuring out what should be funded and what shouldn't be funded within the, the purview of each of those 12 different appropriations vehicles. Uh, that, of course, has not been the way things have worked in Congress for a long time. You have to go back to the 1990s to find the last time that process actually played out the way it's supposed to. Instead, we always get these, you know, you roll a bunch of those bills together. Sometimes you roll all of them together into an omnibus and you pass that and then it's a simple up or down vote. And it really just doesn't allow for a lot of the, the process that's supposed to play out in budget making. So there's been this effort by House Republicans, by members of the Freedom Caucus in particular, to kind of return to that process, that step by step normal order. Um, and they want to they want to still get to that point. And so now I think there's some concern amongst that group that uh, that we may see a big omnibus bill or something like that come down the pike next week or in, in one of the next few weeks. Uh, and that will blow away a lot of the work that they've been doing behind the scenes to try and get the House back to doing things the way it should be, the way it should be doing it. Yeah, that, uh, that I know regular order is a radical concept these days uh, in Congress, but I, I think we have to get back to that at some point. And I think that's a any nudge towards that. I don't care who it comes from is a good thing in my book. Uh, talk to us a little bit about uh, this uh, this spending cut portion of it that has yeah. uh, both sides kind of up in arms. It has the more conservative members <laughs> saying, hey, you know, we got to at least have some kind of cut. And then you've got some on the other side of the aisle who are saying you don't want to cut anything. They want to add things into a big omnibus bill uh, because that's the easiest way to tuck some of that spending uh, into places where not everybody's aware of it. Uh, give us a sense of how that might play out. Yeah, so that's the pendulum that's hanging over this whole process, right, or the uh, the sword of Damocles that's hanging over this entire process is that back uh, last year, your listeners probably remember we had that big fight over the debt ceiling last year and the debt limit. And uh, and, and as a result of, of that deal, there were discretionary spending cuts that were agreed to. And this same group of Republicans in the House who want to see normal order restored, they were able to get a provision into the debt ceiling law, the debt ceiling increase bill that said, uh, OK, if Congress doesn't finish the appropriations process by the end of April, so May for April 30th, May 1st, uh, then there will be an across the board cut of 1% to every program in the government. And that's meant to be a, you know, that's meant to be exactly what it is. This is the thing that's hanging over the whole process to force people to come to the table, to force people to negotiate. So uh, that provision being in there is going to make it very difficult for many Democrats uh, to, to vote for a long-term continuing resolution that takes us past that April 30th mm -hmm. deadline because they don't want to see the spending cuts uh, but on the other hand, it's going to make it, you know, it's going to make it very difficult, I think, for Speaker Johnson to cobble together the, the necessary. He, he probably needs to reach across the aisle if he wants to do uh, any sort of, of omnibus bill, because he's not going to have support, not enough support, at least from within his own caucus. The margins in the House obviously being as thin as they are right now. Republicans have a very small majority. Um, so, 
yeah, there's, as I said, there's a lot of moving parts here, and uh, and this all unfortunately is being negotiated kind of behind uh, behind closed doors at the moment. We'll have a better sense, I think, next week once Congress gets back of exactly how it's going to play out. Uh, I don't have any guesses at the moment, <laughs> but there are there's there's a bunch of interesting dynamics happening here, uh, and I think whatever does happen next week will really shape the, the future of of Speaker Johnson yeah. of uh, of his you know term in office. Yeah. And it will also probably uh, indicate whether this this bigger project about returning Congress to normal order or to something resembling normal order, uh, whether that project is going to succeed or fail. Yeah, uh, great perspective. We will have you back next week, uh, maybe even on uh, the 29th, just to see if in case the unicorns do come, I want you to be here for it. Uh, so uh, we'll break that down in terms of what happens, what is happening behind closed doors, I think, of course, is the big issue. And I think Eric got it spot on. As it relates to Speaker Johnson, I think this will be a very determinative week uh, in terms of his future as Speaker. And then all of this juxtaposed into the 2024 election cycle. And remember, they not only have to do this, but September 30th will come. We know that will come in the fall, which means that's when they've got to have things done for the next fiscal year. There's a whole lot to be done. We'll continue to watch it. Uh, Eric, thanks as always. Great perspective. We'll have you back next week to see how this begins to play out. Yeah, and you know, there's the border bill and the Ukraine bill and all that other stuff that you talked about, too. There's a few other important things going on. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. But uh, thanks, boy. We'll talk again soon. All right. Uh, Eric Babe always takes us behind the scenes and helps us get an understanding. There are so many moving parts and players, as he mentioned. Uh, we'll continue to track all of it and help you connect the dots and make the news make sense. We'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. More inside sources coming up next. 